Right, let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Thank you, Peggy, for playing for us. Daniel and them, are, they've taken some kids over to um, Carroll, and I think they're going to Kathleen Heck and one, another place also. So pray for them for their safety, and as they go out, that they'll be a blessing to them. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1. We're going to read the entire Christmas story. We're going to read Matthew chapter 1 and go all the way to 2.12. I just want you to follow along with me, and then I'm going to ask you some questions, and um, and let's look at this real quick. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on the wise, when as his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, um, Fear not to take thee unto thee, Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and shall bring forth a son, she shall, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And Joseph, being raised from, from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him. And he took unto his wife, and he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, between chapter 1 and chapter 2, people estimate that there's about one to two years in here. But number, number, verse number two, verse, chapter 2, verse 1 says this, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of, to Jerusalem saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When, and when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes to the, of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of these shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent, to, sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have, ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him. When, when, they, when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came to, and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they were, that, were come unto the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed in their own country another way. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for all the things you've done. I think of this story as we're looking at the Christmas story right now in December. May we understand why these things happen and how they happen, and have an answer to people if people were to ask us. Lord, we thank you for the story of Joseph and Mary, but we also thank you for the story of the wise men, and what Herod, part, what the Herod's part was in this whole thing. Lord, you know exactly what we need every step of the way, but Lord, may we be able to answer the question why. Thank you again for these words. May we apply them in our lives, and may we have a great Christmas this year when we, when we remember what Christmas is all about. And we'll give you all the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to just, you know, looking at these stories, this is basically the story of Joseph. When Joseph finds out about Mary, 
And then it fast forward two years and then, it, and then it's the story of the wise men when they come and see him. But what I want to I want to just ask you a simple question with this. If you were, if someone, don't you love it when kids ask you the question, why? I mean, it never ends. I mean, you can answer the question, you think you've got a thorough answer, and then they'll ask why of something from your answer. And um, you get to the point where you don't want to do it, but you end up being your parents and you say, because I said so. That's why. You ever been there? All right, so we're going to answer some whys, and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six whys. If someone were to walk up to you and say this, how would you answer the story? We all know the story, and of course, um, you can go to Luke, and you get the, the shepherds and the angels. We'll look at that on Sunday night, I think. But as we look at this story, I'm going to, I want you to answer these questions. If someone were to walk up to you and never known this story at all, didn't know anything about Jesus, and they were to ask you these questions, how would you answer these questions? The first one is, why Mary? Why did God choose Mary? Hmm. Well, we're going to get into that. That's, that's actually one of the answers. But then, why did he choose Joseph? And why did he choose, now this is a rough one, why did he choose Herod? Why did he choose the wise men? You ever thought about that? There's a reason why he did. And we're all under the, under the agreement, I think, that God knows exactly what he's doing, right? And he's got a plan. You remember those, those words we went through? What is it? Um, wonderful, counselor. What's counselor? He has a purpose and a plan for us. That's the counselor in him. And God always has a plan for your life. He has a plan for my life. And, so, and, and then there's some other things. Why Bethlehem? And why the three gifts? And it's simple to answer all the questions, but if you were to talk to somebody they didn't know anything about it, what, what would you answer the question, why? And I'm not talking about a child, I'm talking about an adult. If an adult walked up to you and said, why Joseph, why Mary, why Herod, why Bethlehem, why the, why the wise men, and why these gifts, what would you answer them? Well, let's break them down real quick, and I want to show you what, why these, these things happen. The first one would be Mary. Why choose Mary? Um, and Mary and Joseph are going to be combined together because you've got to look at them both together to some extent. But why Mary and why Joseph? Because when you study this, there's some things that just don't make sense, logically. For instance, let's look at, look at the very end. We did not read it. Go to the end of chapter 2, and you have, um, you have um, Joseph coming on the scene. In verse number 19, it says this, But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeareth in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his, and his mother, and go in the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. That makes sense. He's saying basically Herod has died. You can go back. And Look what it goes, and, and you read it. When I read this, this, this is a question mark just flies off the page. Because it says in verse number 21, and he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel where God told him to go. And look at verse number 22. Starts out with that great conjunction. But when he heard that Archelaus did, did reign in Judea in the room of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go thither. Notwithstanding being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee. Then it says in verse number 23, and he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. 
he shall be called a Nazarene. And we know that. God called him a Nazarene. But my question to you is this. Why did God not just tell him to go to Nazareth? You ever thought that through? You know, I think it shows with Joseph, he's a responsible person. And God, God says, listen, go there. And when he gets there, he, and he's following what God says, right? But sometimes God makes us move in, in ways that we don't understand. And here he says, listen, go to another place. If you don't feel comfortable with this, go with another place. God knew what was best for him, but he let Joseph also use his, what we would call noggins. And he looked at the situation and he assessed it and said, listen, we need to go to another place. And God said, okay, so what does God do? He puts, gives him a dream. Could he, my point is this to you. Could he not have just said, go to Nazareth? He could have, but that's not what he did. So question marks just fly off the question on that. So why didn't he do that? Because I think he wanted to see what Joseph would do. Did he know what Joseph would do? Yes, but he wanted Joseph to state the fact so he would understand it. Joseph was, Joseph was a simpleton. Answer this question, was Mary and Joseph wealthy? No, they weren't. You know, you know that? It was a simple carpenter, they said that. They didn't make that much money, but you know how you, you, know how you could tell if, if Joseph was, was a wealthy person? When they went to the temple, remember when he was 12 years old and they went to the temple? What did he do? What did he sacrifice? What? How many? Two. Go back in Leviticus, and that was what a woman was supposed to give. It was, for the, it was actually a woman that did not have children and couldn't afford anything. They were poor people, so they would give two. So Mary and Joseph go, and they give the equivalents of what a poor person would have sacrificed. So they didn't have much money. But you know one thing Joseph had? He had his integrity. Why did God choose Mary and Joseph? The question, the answers you might have are maybe different than what I have, but I've got a couple. I, when I look at Mary, I find in... Um, She's a pure lady. She didn't have any bad things in her past. And God used that because if she did, they would have found it. Right? The people around would have found it. Oh, you were... I mean, because in the Bible, they were very blatant with, with names that they called people. We're going to eventually go up to heaven when we pass away or God calls us back. And we're going to meet a lady by the name of Rahab. And I don't think she likes the words that are put behind her name. But that's what she's known for. Mary wasn't like that. She was pure. And I'll show you where, where you can get that. Go to chapter 1. And we read it. Go to verse number 21. Number 21 says, and this is the, the Holy Spirit talking, the, Holy, um, the, the angel talking to the Joseph. And it says this, it says, and she, shall, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord, by the prophet, saying. Now watch what verse number 23 says. It says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. You say, well, how does that prove who Mary was? Because Joseph heard what the angel said, and he believed it. He knew who, he knew she, who she was. He knew what her background was. He knew what her testimony was. Now think about that. God is telling him to believe the biggest miracle in the Bible 
through an angel telling him. And what does it say? Joseph did exactly what the angel said. Because if there was things in her past, he would have said, well, I know what she was before, and she did this and did that and did this, and she had a lot of um, skeletons in her closet. She didn't have that. Day one, she was not perfect. But from day one, she was raised the right way. She knew what to do, and she was a moral person. She was a pure person. So why did God use Mary? Because of her past. Now, why did he use Joseph? If it was because of her past, why did he, what's the question? Why would, how would you answer the question for Joseph? Anybody? Lineage of David. Even the angel says that to him. You say, well, is that the only thing that he was? No, but that's part of it. When you start doing these things, and you see all these miracles compounding on each other, you go, wow, and how it all plays together. Isn't it neat how the, how the plan fits? How the purpose fits? This one, in this particular story, it, Joseph is, he is a, a man that's from the lineage of David. And by the way, you can link why Mary and why Joseph, because you put those together, but you can link why Joseph and why Bethlehem? Because they were on the same tier of what, what it was. We'll get into Bethlehem in just a second. But when you look at Joseph, you find out that he was from the lineage of David. It says that, and that's how the, 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 the um, angel talks to him. Go back to it. Go to verse number 19. And then it says, Then Jesus, Joseph, her husband, being a, a just man and not willing to put her a publicly example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David. Now we find other, some other things about Joseph in these two verses. What is it? Number one, he's a just man. He was a person that, that had some more. He also knew the law. Now, he didn't have a lot of money. We've already established that. But he, he knew the law, and he said, listen, this is what I need to do, but I'm going to put her away privily so she does not get killed. But then the other thing I think about Joseph, too, is he was a man that would listen when logic was not, shouldn't have been there. Is it just me when I read what that angel says? That's a lot to believe. Let's say this, have you ever heard something go, you know, I'd really like a second opinion on that? Anybody like that? I got to see it for myself. And what I like about Joseph is when he's told, what does he do? He does everything God asks him to do. So you have, um, you have Mary, you have Joseph, he was from the lineage of David, he was a responsible person. Because when, he, when we read verses 19 through 22, God tells him everything about Mary, and he goes, okay, got to be true. I don't even know if we even comprehend the magnitude of what was told to him because we've read it so many times. But if you put yourself in his place, what would you say? What would you do? What if someone told you, what if Denver walked up to us tonight and said, you know, the other day I was walking in an auditorium and all gravity fell out of the auditorium and I was walking on the ceilings back upside down. What would you think of Denver? It, we know that. He's lost his mind. But, weigh this out, Bernard. 
Which one's more of a miracle, Denver walking on the ceiling with no gravity or a lady be, having a child and never being with a man? You see the, the magnitude of it? It's not even close to Denver walking on the ceiling upside down with no gravity. So here you have Mary and Joseph. Why did God choose them? Because she was pure. She didn't have all the skeletons. She wasn't perfect. There's other religions that believe she was. They pray to her. God never said that, and if you were to talk to Mary today, if she, was, if she were to come out of heaven and walk here, she'd be mad at you for doing that. Because it wasn't about her. It was about her son. And so you have Mary doing all this, and you have Joseph, that he was from the lineage of David, but he was not only just the lineage of David, because that's not all he needed to be. Now get this, this was what was prophesied that he brought from the lineage of David, but he had to be much more than just the lineage of David. Because he had to be the just, he had to be just to be able to do and believe what he heard. So now my question to you is this. We've answered why somewhat, and you might have a different answer. Nothing's wrong with it as long as it follows what the Bible says. We have why Mary and why Joseph, but why now the wise men? Was there a purpose in them? Yeah, there was. But if someone walked up to you and said, Wayne, I want you to tell me why there were wise men there. How would he respond to that? How would you respond to that? Well, the most obvious thing is, is what? They're, they're wise. But you know, the other thing is, is listen, they gave gifts. But there's aspects of this that we read that and I'm trying to get you to think outside the box because I'm telling you, at Christmas time, it's one whole month and all we gear in is in Matthew and Luke. And we've read it and read it. How many of you, have read, how many of you read that every year at Christmas time? We do. And so you got you to you say, okay, so if someone walked up to you and said, why this, why this, why this, why this, why this? How would you answer it? Why the wise men? Go to um, Matthew chapter 2. When the wise men come on the scene, and again, I want you to think this through of who they really were. Luke, uh, Matthew chapter 2 says this, it says, And now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, you know, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. And I love what they say, and it's probably the worst thing you could say to Herod, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him couple things that I've got written down about the kings. Number one, they were people of grandeur. When people looked at them, they saw who they were. They were not trying to hide who they were. In fact, I would, have, I would love to be able, Denver, to see what they look like. Just to watch what they wore. Because they didn't wear what the other people wore. And there was probably an entourage, as I've said to you, but there's something interesting about this when you, put, when you compare them with Herod. It says, what's the Bible say about it? Keep reading in verse number three. It says, when Herod the king had heard these things, what's the next three words? He was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. You know what I've got written down? The king's were equals to some extent with Herod, just from a different region. The wise men were equal. They were of somebody that when, when Herod saw him, he was concerned. 
let's just say me and Mike McCann walk up to, walk up to the White House. We walk up to the White House, and Donald Trump looks at us and goes, oh, I'm concerned about those two. Oh, what are they doing? Well, they'd probably be just concerned about the way we look, but can you imagine, can, can you just comprehend someone walking up and them going, what is wrong with it? What, what is, this, this is concerning me. It's because of the way that they look, the way that they dress, and how they carry themselves. And you know what I like about the wise men? They were just like Joseph. When you read this story, when they leave Herod, what's going on? What's the last thing Herod said to him? Tell me, when you find him what? Tell me where he's at so I can come and worship him. Is that a bad thing to listen to? When I read that, I was like, that sounds pretty good. Have you ever met somebody and you go, man, they're such a nice person. You meet somebody else that knows them and go, oh, I wouldn't have told them that. I wouldn't have said that. You don't know them like I know them. Did they have any reason to not listen to Herod? No, not really. They walked in and let's, stay, let's step outside the box. Did everybody in Jerusalem that walked through Jerusalem get to see Herod? But they did. Right when they got there, I mean, they were like, let's go find out what's going on. And so the last thing Herod says to him is what? Tell me where he's at so I can worship him. And, and that's exactly what the, what the um, wise men were wanting to do. They, when they seen, saw Jesus, what they do? They worshiped him. Now, this is where you know that how, what, where the wise men were. Follow along, go to verse number 12. And you'll know why God chose the wise men. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. They didn't debate this dream. And really, what did they see? You ever thought about that? Why did they go? They went to see the person that was underneath the star in fact the 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 enamor they, they enamored the star so much that they sought the sought the savior and so here they they find him and then all of a sudden god tells them and says listen you need to go another way now <clears throat> i don't know if you've ever had the privilege of going across country but across country you know the fastest way to get from point a to point b a straight line right you guys don't know this. If you, how many of you live in Tennessee your whole life? You don't understand straight lines. I'm just telling you right now. I've dri driven on these, all these roads right here. There's not a straight road here, okay? There's not a flat road here. You want to go to Indiana? I'll show you some flat roads. I'll show you some corn. I'll show you some, some soybeans. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll just show you. That's a flat road. And it, you can drive straight for 30, 40, 40 minutes. You wouldn't understand that. In here, you drive two minutes. If you go straight for two minutes, you're probably in a ditch somewhere. And so here, you, you've got these guys, and, and they traveled there. And they traveled the shortest distance to where they were going. You ever thought of this? And we'll get to him in just a second. Why 
did the wise men go to Jerusalem? Could they have not just went directly to Jesus? I'll insert this. God, all when I think of this whole story, it gives me chill bumps because it's just God just boom, 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 boom. And knows, he knows exactly what he's doing. He goes, they go to Jerusalem to meet this Herod. That's the only purpose. They go and they meet Herod. But why the wise men? Because in just a second, we're going to look at the gifts they gave. Why the gifts? They travel all this way. And why the gifts? Because they were symbolic. But God had a plan. So now we have why, why the wise men. Then let's ask this question. Why Bethlehem? Why Bethlehem? Now, it goes in the lineage of David, right? But even in this story, when they're telling him what Bethlehem is, it sounds terrible. Okay? I'm, I'm still trying to figure out some of these towns around here, okay? You can't pronounce them as they look in Tennessee. Because Blountville is not Blountville or whatever, and Elizabethton is Elizabethton. And you go all through these. And if I said, listen, it, we, we were going to have a man that was going to be a great man, and he was from the metropolis of Gray, would you go, wow, that is it. The skyline on Gray is so beautiful. You ever been there? And I like Gray. How many of you live in Gray? I know there's one. Okay. And, you know, when you look it up on Gray, Gray is a, I, was t I think I was t talking to Denver, or maybe it's Larry Hilton. I, I said, I don't understand Gray, because when I plug it in, it'll say Johnson City or Kingsport. I can't, my GPS doesn't know the difference, because it's such a small community. Bethlehem was not a great, grander, grander place. And I think this even plays out into who Jesus is. He came for the common people. He sent the shepherds there. But now, he's sending some people that are pretty wealthy to find him. In a small city. Can you imagine what the, what the wise men thought when they got there? This is where we're going? Let's look at what it says about Bethlehem. Go to verse number 5 and 6. When they're talking about Bethlehem, Herod brings these guys in and asks them. It says in verse number 5, then they said unto him, well, actually, verse number 4. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is written by the prophet. So this had to do with the Old Testament too. But then here's what it says about it. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, art not the least among the princes of Judah. Then it keeps going and it says this, it says, um, for out of it shall, out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Hmm. It was just a small little area. It wasn't a grander place, and it wasn't spectacular when you went there. It was probably one of the worst places you could go. How many of you ever had the privilege of going to Bethlehem? Anybody in here? Is it a nice place? When my, when, we didn't realize this. We were at Disneyland, and we were talking to a lady that worked at Disneyland, and, and we made the statement. Do you remember this, Ann? I, they said, I said, well, my daughter lives 
in, in California. And they said, where at in California? And I'll never forget the look on her face when we said, well, she lives in Lancaster. And they were like, Lancaster? I had never seen that before. I just knew that was where our college was. But when you have someone from California, you tell them you're from Lancaster, it's like, but then I drove through Lancaster, and now I go, I personally pray for my daughter's safety every day. That's one of the things I pray for Meredith. And she's like, I only live like two, blo- two, two minutes away from the, the school and, and, and from where I work. And I said, please tell me you don't walk there. And if you do, please never tell your mother. Bethlehem was not a good place. But it sure saved us, didn't it? See, God doesn't care about grandeur. He doesn't care about lights. He cares about souls. He cares about people. Just common people. And so Bethlehem was a proven case. And and remember, Joseph and Mary were not wealthy. So they would fit really well into this town. They didn't have to buy anything that said, oh, listen, I'm keeping up with the Joneses. They were, it was just a simple town, and they fit really well in it. Now, the one that I have a hard time with is why Herod? Why Herod? Because when you read some of the things about Herod in the, first, in the second chapter, it sounds good. But then it drastically changes. It's almost like he's two personalities. And we know that we, we can't, we don't know exactly what he was thinking. I know that he got mad when the wise men left. And he was a wicked man. But he sounds pretty good when you, when you talk to him, when he's talking to the, the wise men. Let's look at it real quick. Go to verse number 13. I'm sorry, verse number 3. It says, when Herod had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem. When he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together... He demanded them where Christ should be born. It's interesting because he pulls in the people that knows the answers. He knows who to ask. Keep reading in verse number four, verse number five. And they said, And in Bethlehem of Judea, thus, for thus it is written by the prophet. And now Bethlehem in the land of Judea art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of it he shall come, before, come, shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called, the wise men inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. That's what he says to the wise men. Did he mean it? I don't know. But I do know there's, some, there's a weird question. Why did he not go? Why did he not go? You ever thought that? It said he was troubled. Why did he not go? What made him mad? You know what I think really set him off? was when the wise men didn't come back and tell him. Because these guys were, remember, equal. They had a lot of, st- lot of status. And these guys didn't come back and tell him, didn't report back to him. Do they not realize what I asked them to do? And he goes off board. Why, Herod? This is a, this is a hard question to answer. 
Because sometimes we read this story, we don't understand the magnitude of this man's evil. Because in this story, we have the blessings of a, of a child that was born of a virgin, and, and he's going through this, and, he, and he's in this little town, and, and then, then you have this evil aspect of it in a man by the name of Herod. It was so evil that when Joseph, and we've read it, comes back and he says, listen, you can go back and he finds out that his son is reigning, that he doesn't even want to go there for the mere fact he's scared of what he would do. And my question to you is, why Herod? Why Herod? Wow. I get mad when someone treats one of my animals wrong. I can discipline, I discipline my dogs. I can tell which one's doing, done something by the way they look at me. I got three goldens, and if I go in there and there's something messed up, there's two of them going, and the other one going. I know which one did wrong. And I'm not going to hurt my dogs, but I, I can't imagine what this man did. And why wasn't there a revolt by the soldiers that were commanded to do what he said. How many people are in the military in here? Raise your hand. I think there's two back here. Can you imagine your, your boss telling you to do what he just As a Marine, how would you feel about that? Going in and killing all the children. Then why'd they do it? Trying to get you to think outside the box. There, were fear, there was a fear of Herod. Because it doesn't make any sense. You say, well, God wanted to do yes, but you know what? There's still man Even some of the people that you know that don't have any, very many morals. Okay, Mike, you work at a, a jail. What do the people think of people that do, do things with kids? Do you, do you think that changed when they, during biblical times? They were scared to death of what Herod would do to them. That's why God used this Herod. And he lined him up for such a time as this. And sometimes we, we read these stories and we don't even see, because we read this story and we're like, well, Herod dies. Where's Herod at now? It's called in torment. It takes a wicked man to do what he did. So I want you to just think, why, 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 why? Why, Herod? Because he's a wicked man. Why, Herod? Because he knew what to say. He knew what to say to the chief priests. He knew what to say to the scribes. He also knew what to say to the wise men. Go to verse number um, 12. I'm verse number 13. And when they had to, uh, this is after 12, it says, and being warned of God in a dream, they should not return to Herod. They departed to their own country another way. And when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take your child, and, and bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And he arose and took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and, there was, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled that was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Now watch verse number 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men. Hmm. 
He really got mad. Slew all the children that were in Bethlehem. Now, mind you, it's not a big city. But if there was a country today that did this to a small city, small village, it'd make the papers everywhere. People would be, you, there's no doubt the, the United States would say, we're never going to go visit that country. We're not going to go there, just see, see what they did to their children. Herod positioned himself to be one of the wickedest men in the Bible to go after. And, and remind you this, when you kill this child, just think of all the people you're making, making mad. You're making the dads mad, the moms, grandpas, uncles, friends. He was not a well-liked person. But his wickedness overrode everything. My last question to you, why the gifts? Why gold, frankincense, and myrrh? We all know what they are what they symbolize. Gold, of course, is royalty, but it also creates wealth. And it also, I think, my personal opinion is that I think he used this money to travel where he had to go. And I want to say this to you too. I don't think he walked up and goes, here's my one nugget. Here's what I'm giving you. I think it was an, an abundance of gold to get him where he needed to go where he could live and he could establish where he's going. Now, then it says frankincense. It's perfume. And it's, it's done, used in ceremonies. But I want to gear in on the one that's, that, that I think is the most interesting. It's myrrh. How many times do you think myrrh is, don't look it up on your phone, but how many times do you think myrrh is found in the Bible? It's only found in the New Testament, of course, but it's found three times in the Gospel. The first one is when it says the wise men gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, if I walked up to Brother Moody and said, listen, Brother Moody, I've got some myrrh for you for Christmas. Why? Why would I do that? It, you could do some studying and you'll find that 300 years and 400 years before that, these were common gifts that people gave him. Because it... it, 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 it established the, the money and it also established the death, life and death. But I, it's interesting when you study when myrrh is found in the Bible. Let's look at those other two places. The first one is when they bring this, which it, to me it's a symbol. It's a great symbol to preach about. But it's not a gift I would ever give anybody. Would you? You know what it was used for basically? It was used when they did a a ceremonial, when they did the death, they would use it to, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what do you do to the body? Embalm. Now, if I walked up to you, Sybil, and said, listen, I've got an embalming fluid I want to give you for Christmas, <laughs> what would you do? Oh, you would say thank you, and you'd write me a note. Thank you so much for the embalming. I don't know what I'm going to use it for, but thank you so much. I know it was a heartfelt gift. You know the other, other two times it's found in the Bible? Go to Matthew, I mean Mark. Because they're in three different stories. The word, and if you want to write these down, go to Mark chapter 15. It's the only time it's found in here, but Mark chapter 15. Go to verse number 16. And the soldiers led, led him away into the hall. Uh, I'm sorry, verse number 17. And they clothed him with purple and, and plaited a crown of thorns and put it about his head and began to salute him. Hail, king of the Jews. And they smote him on the head with a reed and did spit upon him, and bowing their knee, worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, 
they took off the purple from him and put his own clothes on him and let him out and led him out to cru- be crucified. And they, and they compel one Simon, a Cyrenian, who passed by coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. And they began, they bring, bring, and they bring, bring him into the place of Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of the skull. And when they gave him a drink, wine mingled with myrrh. But he received it not. He was probably thirsty. I said, well, when I gave you that embalming fluid, it'd be nothing that you'd say, I want to drink some of that. This is what they truly thought of it. He knew what it was. I wonder what Joseph and Mary thought about. Why are you giving me murder? But they also knew the Old Testament, what he had to go through. By his stripes, we were healed. Probably signified to Mary just a little bit further. Okay. And then let's look at the last one. Go to Luke. Go to Luke. Chapter 19. I'm sorry, uh, John chapter 19. Now, in this story, you see the true purpose of what myrrh is. Myrrh is not a gift you give somebody. In fact, if you were to ask the average person what myrrh is, they wouldn't know it was a liquid or what they used it for. Yet frankincense, what is that? Everybody gets confused with the guy with this big head and the bolts on his neck. It's not Frankenstein. It's frankincense. Then you have myrrh coming in and watch the true meaning of it. It's found in, in, in um, Luke chapter 19, starting at verse number 38. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, be, be, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus. Now watch this. And there came also Nicodemus, Nicodemus, which at the first came by Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. That's really what it's for. So the first time he gets it, he's a child. Why myrrh? Signified his death. These wise men truly were wise. But it's not a gift I'd ever brought. But it's what they, what they gave him. I don't know what they used it for. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, I understand gold and frankincense, but what do you use myrrh for? But the next time Jesus, is, it's, it's, it's said in the Bible about him, they give it to him to drink. He doesn't take it. And then the third time it is, is when he's passed away. And they're going to embalm him. Sometimes we don't understand why. We better be able to answer this with this story. Why was Jesus born on this earth? He wasn't born just to be born in a manger. He's born to be sal- the salvation for our souls. Why are these people in this story? Mary was found there because she was pure. She didn't have the, the past that many people do. Joseph was found in there because of his lineage and because he was a just man. The wise men were brought because they were somebody of prestige when people would come in. Who is this? We're concerned about who these people are. I'm going to talk with them. It wasn't common practice for Herod to go talk to them. Why Bethlehem? 
Bethlehem was one of the, the, the smallest cities, didn't have any significant value other than even the scribes and Pharisees knew to tell Herod what was going on. And why Herod? Herod was a wicked man. Why'd he do this? I don't know how anybody could do what he did. And lastly, why these gifts? These gifts symbolize something for Christians. Living, death, and royalty. So when someone asks you about who Jesus is and how he did, look at the story. Tell them the story. You realize how many miracles had to take place in Matthew chapter 1 and Matthew chapter 2 for it to take place. And how many things were foretold in the, in the Old Testament and happened in Matthew chapter 1 and 2? Many things.